Mark chapter 5, verse 24. So Jesus went with them, a large crowd followed and pressed around him. And a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors and had spent all she had. Instead of getting better, she grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. Because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed. Immediately her bleeding stopped and she felt in her body that she was freed from her suffering. At once Jesus realized that power had gone out from him. He turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my clothes? You see the people crowding around you, against you? His disciples answered, and yet you can ask, who touched me? But Jesus kept looking around to see who had done it. Then the woman knowing what had happened to her, came and fell at his feet and and trembling with fear, told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. This morning we're going to talk about the power of God to heal. And then uh, as as we get ready to, to do that, I want you to prepare your hearts for that. I want to ask our brothers if they'll prepare right now. We just want to quickly receive the, our tithe and offering. I would uh, encourage you to check your bulletin for announcements, different things going on. we got a lot of stuff we want to, I believe the Lord wants to, us to do this morning. We're going to have prayer at the end of our time for, uh, for the sick. We're going to pray for healing. We're going to pray. We, have, we want to send off Kristen with our prayers. We want to do that today. So a lot of things we want to accomplish this morning. And uh, we just thank the Lord for his presence here today. Brothers, if you're ready, would you come? I pray that you had a wonderful week with the Lord in our week of prayer and fasting. I know we've had a, just a, a great time in his presence all week long. Friday night was a special night as we prayed here at the church Friday evening. What a great time we had with God. Um, and part of that thought process, as I said earlier, was the Lord dropped us into my heart as, as I was praying that night and just felt like this is where God wanted us to go in our passage today because God, the healer's in the house. And uh, we believe God wants to touch us this morning. Um, I want us to, to reference this story. This is a story about, about a woman for 12 long years. She had issues. <laughs> And that's kind of an understatement. She had issues for 12 years. She had a physical issue. That's pretty stating the obvious, I think. She was someone who was, she had been bleeding for 12 years, not to kind of be gross or anything like that, but she basically had what would be considered close to a menstrual period for 12 years. Um, She had lost, no doubt, lost a great deal of blood. Um, She was weak, physically. She was physically weak. She also had financial issues. How do you know that? Because she spent all that she had. She spent all that she had trying to go to doctors who couldn't help her, trying to find answers through other people that could try to give them to her. She also had friends and family issues. 
Well, how do you get that from this passage? Well, you have to connect a couple things. Number one, you have to connect is the fact that anybody with this issue, this issue of bleeding, was not allowed to touch anyone or herself be, a, be touchable. Um, if, if we turned over to Leviticus chapter 15 and verse 25, it would kind of tell you what this, the, the, the law said about this woman. It says this, when a woman has a discharge of blood for many days at a time other than her monthly period or has a discharge that continues beyond their period, she shall be un- will be unclean as long as she has the discharge and in the days of her period. Any bed she lies on will, with her discharge continue will be unclean as her bed during the monthly period. Anything she sits on will be unclean. Anyone who touches them will be unclean. They must wash their clothes and bathe with water and they will be unclean until evening. It goes on to talk about that even more. I know that's a, a pleasant thought this morning and, and I apologize for the, the, the detail of that, but I feel it's important for us to understand this woman's plate of where she is. Because it's going to speak to our hearts about the, the things that she needed. There's a, um, the, the things that all of her issues compiled into one thing. How could she move past these issues to get help? Not only did she have a physical issue, she had a financial issue, she had a friends and family issue. Now, at the setting of this story, she has a crowd issue. There were a great number of people packed in around Jesus, and she would have to navigate and try to get to him. Uh, you ever been in a big crowd? You ever tried to move through uh, the, the thought process of a big crowd? I want you to kind of grasp this imagery, if you will. Um, the, Jesus had typically hundreds, if not thousands, of people following him everywhere he went. If, as you read through Scripture, remember the story of him feeding the 5,000. 5,000 people. He didn't like, it wasn't a tent meeting. He didn't like put up posters. He didn't do those kind of things. Those were 5,000 plus people. That's just the men. Those were 5,000 plus people who were just following him. They're just checking him out. So I want you to understand this thought process. If, if we were to just to kind of take it and do just a small fraction of that today, it would be like Aaron. Aaron, just kind of raise your hand there, buddy. Aaron is, let's say Aaron represents someone in the position of where the Lord would be, and all of you folks kind of crowded in around Aaron. I'm not going to ask you to do that, even though it would be a really cool visual. And all of you folks kind of crowded in around Aaron. And then me, if I needed, if I came up with this idea, I've got to touch. I've got to get to Aaron. I've, if I can just touch him, if I can just touch his shirt, if I can just touch his clothes, I know I can be healed, but I've got to touch him. I've got a crowd issue. You know why? Because I've got to try to push through the rest of you to get to him. And if you've ever been in a crowd in a situation where somebody wants something out of somebody else, you know this like, hey, wait your turn. What are you doing? I was here first. This is my spot in line. Get out, right? And so here's this woman. She's got all of these issues. And I wonder, is there any way that she can fight through issues to get to the Lord? Can I tell you? And this may come as a surprise to you. Everybody in this room, you all have issues. 
nobody's perfect. And as long as we're not perfect, unless you're in denial, I guarantee, denial, I guarantee that you have your very own problems. You have your very own situations and circumstances. You have your very own issues. I want us to talk about a couple things that I noticed in her life that helped her to get to the Lord. The first one is this. She's determined. She's determined. Have you ever been so determined on something that even though the odds were against you, you knew that you were going to do it? Just needed to be done. That was this woman. She gets this idea. The light bulb comes on. And she says, man, I don't need to talk to him. I don't need him to lay his hands on me to pray. I don't need to have some, I don't need to stop the parade. All I need to do is just touch his clothes. All I need to do is just touch his clothes. Then I can be healed. I realize she probably sat back and said, I realize he probably don't want to spend time with me. But if I can just finagle my way into him, he won't even know that I'm there. I'll just finagle my way in. And I'll just touch him and I'll sleep in, slip in and I'll slip out and I'll go even without notice. But this wasn't going to be an easy task. This Saturday, we're going to Winter Jam. You may have saw it on the thing. Um, as a youth group, it's going to be fun. But can I tell you, there's going to be a crowd of people there. It's a general admission seating, right? Everybody ever been to a cool general admission seating thing? It's like mass chaos when they open the door. I'm, I'm just, it is just like, you open the door, it's like heaven's waiting on the other side, and I've got to be the first in line. Rah! You know, got to be front row, right? There's a mass of people that's, that's kind of what's going on here. Jesus is on his way actually to another place, and people are just walking with him. This crowd of people are just walking with him. So this is almost like, and it's, it's not got the fanfare. There's no band. There's no playing or anything, but it's almost got the fanfare of a parade going through town, going through the, the village, going through different places, and this whole deal. And, and now she's going to try to start to push her way through the crowd. She's going to push her way through. You three guys come here for just a second. She's going to try to push her way through. Now, you know, you can face them. You know that whenever people are in a crowd and somebody else is important, they're oblivious to you. That happens at Walmart even, right? <laughs> when people are in a crowd, when they've got something focused and their mind's on something else, they're totally and completely oblivious to you. So if I'm trying to sneak through here, they're all trying to do the same thing I'm doing, right? They're trying to, Jesus, can you hear me? Hey, what about me? And she's just trying to slyly get through and they're like, get out. I'm here first. Get out. And she's just trying to slowly make her way through. And she's trying, oh, I'll try over here and see if that'll work. No, no. And, and that whole thing. You know what a crowd's like? I've got to be determined. Think of the determination that she had to have because I'm sure that there were more than one person that kind of pushed her out of the way. But the determination that said, I have been to the end of my rope. I have seen everything that I've, everybody I know to see. I've done everything I know to do. My determination is, I've got to get to him. 
And I've got to touch the hem. I've got to touch his clothes. I've got to do something. I need healed. That determination that was in her, in her mind that says, I've got to, to be able to get through this crowd and touch his clothes. I wonder how many times we give up on a miracle because we don't have the determination to see it through. She could have gotten here and said, oh, oh man, there's, there's no way. And gone home rejected. Gone home with the same issue she's always had. Gone through the same part of life that she's always had. Have the same issues that she always had. She could have got there and said, there's no way in the world I can do this. There's no way in the world that I can get to him. I see him with my eyes, but I, I, I just... I can't get there. And I wonder how many of us give up on a miracle because we're not determined. We just stand by and watch the processional go by instead of pressing in to touch Jesus about it. It's not just truth for physical healing. I, I know that we, we, we get into that we get into areas of addiction and and we just keep standing by and we keep in our same routine and our same rut and and that those addictions the, the crazy thing about those addictions is a lot of times when we think of addiction we think of things like drugs and alcohol and and that's certainly part of it but i think sometimes we can be addicted to a lifestyle i think we can be addicted to just going and doing and 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 just kind of going through life and we can be addicted to our rut. And instead of going to the Lord and letting Him do great things in our life, we get addicted to just the same old things and same old things. And we don't have the determination to get out of it. And so when the opportunity comes Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, when the Lord prompts your heart Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and God's trying to speak into your life, and He's trying to pull you out of this thing, and you just keep going by, and you let it pass, and you let it pass, and you stand on the side of the parade, and you wave your hand at everybody going by, but you never go get your healing because there's no determination in you to get out of where you are. I think the devil keeps Christians sometimes bound in the ruts of their life. And he keeps us right there, and we never grow, and we never do anything, and we just keep our, our status quo if you will, in our walk with God. And we just keep going. Boom, ba-boom, ba-boom. Every day is just the same. The same thing every day. Monday morning, I punch my clock. Friday, I, I, I leave work. Sunday, I go to church. And it's just the same thing over and over and over. And we don't dare to, to get out of that rut. And we become addicted to it. Determination. You've got to want to move. To get through determination that says I'm going to get to Jesus no matter what I have to do I might get elbowed I might get my toes stepped on Ooh, that'll preach right there won't it I didn't get any amens in that but that, that'll preach right there I might get my toes stepped on I might have somebody push me around but I'm determined that no matter what happens, I'm getting to Jesus. I'm getting to the Lord. 
You guys can have a seat. Thank you. Second thing is this. I noticed that she was desperate. She was desperate. Where do you have to go in life to get to a place of desperation? Maybe you've heard the saying, desperate times call for desperate measures. And I'm sure that when we're in those desperate moments of our life, Sometimes those actions that we would do, sometimes the things that we would say, sometimes the stuff that would, we would kind of, oh man, I've got to do this. Under normal circumstances, we probably wouldn't do those things. But because you're desperate, you'll step out and do. In our text, this is a story of a woman whose faith was born in desperation. As I said, it's a woman who had been bleeding for 12 years Can you even imagine what it would have been like to hemorrhage for 12 years? Can you imagine what it would be like that on top of that flow of blood for 12 years, you would be considered by everyone around you to be unclean, untouchable. You couldn't get hugs from anybody. You couldn't have little kids come up to you and give you a hug around around your waist. You couldn't feel the, the love or support of, a, of, of someone that would be there to encourage you. Why? Because you were untouchable. Could you imagine the desperation this poor woman must have felt? Not only did the people not really understand her, probably she didn't even understand herself what was going on. I heard someone say this. It says, the most difficult phase of life is not when no one understands you. It's when you can't even understand yourself. This might be the reason why she went to many physicians to try to get an explanation. Spent all of her money. Went to all of these different doctors. She spent all that she had. And now she's out of money. When you're out of time and when you're out of money, it causes desperate or extreme desperation. You ever been desperate? Sometimes we get desperate when our our month is bigger than our paycheck. We wish we had that money tree in the backyard because, man, I've still got a few bills to pay and i got no more check left to do it. Did you know that that's why, and and I'm (laughs) going to watch what I say here, but I'm going to be... I'm going to be truthful, okay? Is that cool? That's how those payday loan places made their money, is because of people's desperation. It's because you're so desperate for that cash now. You can't wait, and so what you'll do is you'll wait, and you'll put up a loan, and you'll pay high interest, and you'll do all these things just because you had to have them desperate. You were desperate then. And those kind of people and those kind of institutions prey on that, on your desperation. Primary objective there is to take advantage of you in that way. Someone said that desperation is like stealing from the mafia because you know it will cause you to attract the wrong people. But in this particular case, I don't necessarily totally agree with that statement because I believe it depends on your attitude and your outlook. Because in this particular case, it didn't cause this woman to go someplace where she shouldn't have been. It it got her to the place where she needed to be. Her desperation leads her to Jesus. 
If you look throughout the Gospels, as I said, everywhere Jesus went, there was people around him. They really didn't give him much of a break. For him to get a break, he had to break off himself and go somewhere to pray. And that was typically done early in the morning. Because most of the people are like me and they didn't get up early. And so Jesus went off early. And then they get up at the crack of noon. That may be a little exaggeration. But they get up and then they go. And they meet with and they find the Lord. Everywhere He went, there was crowds. There was all kinds of different people around. And everybody in the crowd seemed to have one issue or another. In this particular crowd, on this particular day, I'm sure that there were hundreds, if not many, many more people who all had issues. And you say, well, what about the disciples? Well, they had issues. They just didn't know what they were at that time. They all had issues. And they're all pressing in. They're all desperate to get to the Lord. But this one woman makes a, a spot in Scripture because of her faith and her determination and her desperation. Because being desperate oftentimes is a blessing. When we become desperate, it means that we've come to end up, uh, we've come to the end of our rope. And the, the funny thing is, is the, the thing that, that really gets my thought process going is if we've come to the end of our rope, can I ask you a question? What's your rope anchored to? Because most of the time that expression when I've come to the end of my rope means this, I've tried to do this myself. I've tried to come to the end of what I know to do. I've done everything I know to do. I'm at the end of my rope. And some of you sit here today and you've done everything you know to do. You've tried to get out. You've tried to quit that habit. You've tried to, you've gone to every doctor you know to do. You've seen every specialist you know to see. You've done everything you know to do and you still sit here today and you still are in the same place of desperation. And you've come to the end of your rope. And my question for you today is this. What's your rope anchored to? If it's anchored in yourself, you'll find yourself at the end of that rope a lot. But if you'll anchor yourself in Jesus, if you'll get to the place where you're desperate for Him and nothing else matters, you'll find that He is able to meet your need. This poor woman had gone through a string of doctors. The, the, gospel, the, Mark, the, the author Mark says that uh, she was been to everybody she could think of and she didn't get better. In fact, she grew worse. She went to every doctor she could think of. She went to Dr. Phil. She went to Dr. Oz. She went to Dr. Pepper. She went to every doctor that she could think of. And still got no better. But her desperation brought her to Jesus. And because her desperation brought her to Jesus, the third point I want to make today is this. She was delivered. Anyone who touches Jesus, anyone who understands the power that's in Jesus, He not only has the power to heal you, but to set you completely free. She touches him and immediately she's healed. And not only did, was, did the bleeding stop, but she felt the freedom from her suffering. That's key. 
in this passage. I want you to catch that. A lot of times we just kind of look at this passage and say, whoop, the bleeding stopped and she was healed. But that doesn't, that's not the whole picture. You've got to see it all. Not only did she get healed, not only did the bleeding stop, but she felt free from her suffering. Jesus then, this is, I find this humorous. Some of you don't maybe see the humor in this. There are humorous things throughout the Scripture. I find this humorous. Jesus stops the parade and He says this, somebody touched me. The disciples, they're like looking at each other like, what? you got to be kidding, right? Like, look, Jesus, look around, man. Everybody's touching you. I mean, anybody that's close to you is touching you. They're, they're trying to, hey, hold on, Jesus, wait a second, wait a second, I, hold on, man, I got, I got something. Okay, yeah, over here, yeah, if I could just touch, yeah, if I could just touch him, yeah. If I, and everybody's touching you, and you have the thing to say, somebody touched me. And the disciples look at each other and they say, Jesus, you're crazy. Everybody's touching you. And the Bible says this, Jesus just keeps looking around. He keeps looking around. And all of a sudden, this woman understands everything stopped because of her. Jesus stopped the entire parade. He stopped the entire thing because of her. And she falls down on her, on her knees and she tells him the story. And notice what the Lord says here. He says, daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. And what? The second part of that, be freed from your suffering. Be freed from your suffering. I believe that that is the response that the Lord is still giving to us this morning. As we were gathering around and we were praying and we were praying on Friday night and, and we just seeking God and in that moment, the Lord just spoke to my heart and said, Sunday's a day of healing. And then he took me to this passage of Scripture in Mark chapter 5. And I believe that God wants to do something incredible. I don't know what situations are permeated throughout this room today. But one thing I do know, my God is able to deliver. And not just heal you, but set you free from your suffering. And so this morning, we're going to have a time of prayer. I believe God wants to do something in your life. Today's a day of miracles. Today is a day of freedom. She was determined. She was desperate. And because of her faith, she was delivered. She you bow your heads this morning? Father, in the name of Jesus, I believe, Lord, that you've directed us to this passage this morning. You've brought us to this place today. And God, I pray that in this moment, God, that we would let go of our rope and come grab a hold of your garment. That today we would let go of our own dependency and grab a hold of you. Father, I know that there are those here today that struggle with physical ailments, physical needs. And God, I thank you. You're the God that heals. 
There are those here today, Lord, that have emotional baggage and emotional hurt and scars and wounds. But God, I also know you heal. And you free us from our suffering. There are those here today, God, that are addicted. They may be addicted. There may be drugs. There may be alcohol. There may be pornography. There may be other things, God, that they're addicted to. But some of us are just addicted to the rut of life. And we're addicted. And God, you want to set us free. So this morning, I pray, let the Holy Spirit just move in this place. Hallelujah. Praise you, God. I'm going to ask if our board members would come around the front. We're going to pray. The Bible says that, are there any sick among you? Have the elders of the church come and anoint them with oil. In the prayer, pray and pray. Faith will set people free. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Would you stand with me? I'm going to have Pastor Eric lead us in a course. And when he's done, I want you to listen because I'm going to ask. You can come anytime, but I'm going to ask specifically. You may be here today and you say, Pastor, I need, I need healing. I need to be healed today. Physical, emotional, spiritual, whatever the case is, you need to be free from your suffering today. God's here to do that. Hallelujah.